Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may find. So, did everyone watch Gentleman Broncos? We have a new guest. We do have a new guest. We have a new guest for this episode on uh, Jared, the Jared Hess film Gentleman Broncos. Um, it is uh, the author of the dystopian science fiction novel The Seclusion, and there's also a sequel in the works. Um, I like it a lot. I've read it. I think it's great. Um, Jackie, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay! Yay! Yay. My name's Jackie Castle. My first novel, The Seclusion, came out in September 2018. It's a dystopian science fiction novel that takes place in a future America in the year 2090. Um, And it was just named the winner of the North Carolina Author Project, put on by Library Journal and Biblioboard and is also a Forward Indies winner. So that's all very exciting. And the second, the sequel comes out, uh, hopefully the end of this year or next. It's in production with the publisher right now. And I hope you guys will check it out. And I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. (laughs) Yay. Uh, You also have a podcast, right? I do have a podcast. Well, not just mine, but I'm a a member of an indie writing group. There's six of us. And we have a podcast that's called Writing Block uh, without the K at the end. We've got a website, a podcast, um, some social media groups. But we just kind of chat everything uh, indie, authorhood, and publishing. Uh, the good, the bad, the frustrating, all of that. Just a lot of honesty and humor. So hope you'll check that out as well. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, if you if you listened to our uh, Christmas special... Um, this is kind of another one of those that, like we did with the Santa Claus Three. This will just be a one-shot episode, and we're not going to role-play anything. Um, we're just gonna. Do the, I know. Well, you can if you want, okay. but we don't have I'll a game. I'll role-play no. as myself. Yeah, we don't have a game. There's no game. Oh, can we make one up on the fly? Yes. We can. We will. Um, but it is entirely improv. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think we didn't really name this thing last time, and I think in the intermediary, we've come up with um, writer's room. That it's the writer's room, but writers is like R I G H T. Does that yeah, work? We're writing things, like correcting them. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I still right. think it's pretentious, but I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but they, I've been trying to duck around the pretension on this podcast for a year, and it doesn't work. No, it does not. Listen, our whole purpose is to take these terrible movies and make them better because we are better than the creators of these movies. Wow. What's pretentious wow. about that? Wow. That's not pretentious at all. 
Jackie, get a seatbelt on because that, just that just floored the rest of us. No, I'm ready. I'm just kidding. I'm that ready. was all a joke. One could argue that podcasting in itself is already pretentious, so I think we're all in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I that's, guess, yeah, I guess that's you're fair. Right, yeah. Yeah. Just lean into it. Yeah. So I just thought <clears throat> I thought it'd be interesting <laughs> to have um, Jackie on because Jackie has because this movie is about it's it's about kids writing books and I just thought that having someone who has been through this machine of like getting a book on the shelves uh, would be a very good um, would be a very good perspective. So um, I'm interested to know just like in general what did you guys think of this of this movie. Hmm. Do you want me to start? I can start, I suppose. Yeah, Jackie. So I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go last. I, f- okay. I felt like it had so much potential, but it just kept falling flat. Uh, I've been to science fiction conferences before, <laughs> and there is so much material there that they could have really built on. And um, so I'm really excited to just kind of do the writers room thing at the end and talk about what we would do differently. And then just knowing that it was from the creator of Napoleon Dynamite, I think you probably do go into it expecting a lot more. Um, I didn't really connect with any of the characters. I wasn't really sure what uh, the main character Benjamin was even thinking or feeling half of the time. <laughs> but then there were some really great scenes where I was, you know, laughing incredibly loud and, and thought they were hilarious. And then it was just kind of, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of huh okay getting back into it so yeah that was where my initial takes we we lost it pretty good at the end the like near near the climax when uh <laughs> the guy's got the like bowl of bullets on his like table in his living room oh man <laughs> the, just the flower bowl of, of just bullet casings and oh yeah that was pretty funny yeah and i think my favorite scene was the um the naming the class where they're naming the fantasy characters because that was <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. that was funny um and very relatable and i just wish they'd steered into that skit a little more of some of the you know science fiction conferences they're they're so much fun and they're inspiring but and they're full of so many characters that i just wish they'd kind of steered into that a little more and made that a larger part of the movie yeah, like the first ten minutes of this movie are like you're filled with hope, yeah. right? Like that intro's so good when it's got all those like fifties, sixties, seventies like science fiction paperback novels, and like I would I would have loved that aesthetic, yeah, explored in this like quirky Napoleon Dynamite style like character study. That would have been great, right. and they didn't. Yeah. they didn't do that. Be- before we get too far afield, I just have to ask uh, Jackie. How many of your characters have you added in Anos? <laughs> well, mine is kind of purely like um, you know, real world science fiction. It doesn't play, take of it course. doesn't take place in a fantasy world, which you know, I guess they call that first world versus second world. So one is like a world mm-hmm. that's extrapolated from current events and and what's our our reality, and others are you know, pretend planets and something else has gone so, different. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, that's so maybe not, like so just so maybe like two anuses. <laughs> so maybe just two. So just, <laughs> Just, just, yeah, okay. just the one regular anus for every character. Oh, okay. Just one anus. Yeah, no, my character the names are pretty with. boring after watching that. I, I don't, Jackie, yeah. this is going to sound like I'm calling you out, and I'm not. Call me out. Oh, my God, you, Ben, stop. Because I, I love this character, but you do have a character named Rex with two X's. I do. That's true. Maybe I'll change it to. <laughs> There's nothing wrong maybe, with maybe. that. No, no, but I'm saying, like. Rexus. Yeah. That's that's yeah. very that's Rexus a very good sci-fi a good name. name. Rexanius. 
Rexanius. Rexanius. Rexanius. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't bold enough. I'm regretting it. I'm regretting my all my life choices. You'll get there. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's like no. But Come, you're coming right, from one, like someone who's written nothing, you'll you'll get there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, everyone now else is I looking know. at name is like Patricia and Oliver, and then here's this one cool dude named Rex, and he rules. He did pretty much rule, I and I tried to be a little a little more bold with the characters that were young in that book, whereas like there were there were this there was this group of elder characters who were supposed to be born around you know our time right now. The the book takes place like seven years in the future. And I honestly, for all of them, Ben, you'll, you'll laugh at this because it's very obvious. Once I say it, I literally looked at the top five baby names for the year I was writing the book. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Awesome. Nice. You know, they're supposed to be, you know, um, born right around there. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've been to that idea. rodeo. <laughs> can I, oh, speaking of having been to this rodeo, um, can I say the it was Bronco really rodeo. weird to watch this movie and like watch this movie about a like awkward teenager named Benjamin <laughs> taking his like his like printed out book stuck in a binder around to like young author conferences like this gave me some like like flashback whiplash real bad. <laughs> Have you done that? Have you presented your work at a public event like that? I didn't do it when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um but like I definitely used to go to this thing called the like young authors conference when i was in like elementary school oh my gosh what nerd that's perfect (laughs) oh yeah reading is for nerds and ladies according to alex not 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 alex that character that i was embodying Mm. in that one in that one show i read extensively thank you very much i am a nerd it's okay what um what do you guys think of this like the weird like side plot of um them like shooting the movie that was like based on his job his work and they gave him like the mm. post-dated check mm. i actually so i actually should we should we hear what the rest of us think of the movie before we get into <laughs> yeah specifics? we didn't even we didn't even like we only hear jackie's perspective oh, it's the only one that matters it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's true, but, <laughs> but I would like to pretend like our perspective matters. Okay, I will go. Um, so I loved Napoleon Dynamite when I was a kid. Loved Napoleon Dynamite. And I really, really, really loved Flight of the Concords. So I was already really familiar with Jemaine Clement. So going into this movie, I was like, this movie is going to be the best movie. And then I watched it, and I remember it was the worst thing I had ever watched. So I hadn't watched it since it came out until we, we all sat on Ben's couch and watched it again. And watching it again, there were actually some funny parts, and I did like the mom a lot. I thought she was great. Uh-huh. But, Jennifer Cooley. Um, yeah, Jennifer Cooley. But, yeah, like Jackie said, first of all, I had no idea what Benjamin was thinking ever. He was flat the whole time and it was gross it was unnecessarily gross why was it so gross (laughs) there was so much about that movie that i was like oh this is too gross i can't watch this like why if you think about the time period uh hollywood was just coming off of that gross comedy shtick it was very it, it hit very late in that whole vein where that kind of comedy was really popular and i think this was like the beginning of that dying out i feel like it could be done well 
I mean, it, it has been done in, well in the past, and this one was not done well. I felt to me a lot of like the movies where the the gross is played up and it's done well is because you're watching the character's reaction to what is happening, and here we were presented right, with characters okay. that had absolutely no reaction to what was happening, and so it was a yeah, little awkward. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Unnecessarily gross, and. I don't know. I didn't like any of the characters except the mom. I didn't care about any of them. The only time where I was like, yeah, was when Benjamin had that whole, you know what? I'm going to stand up for my mom and shoot this guy with poop darts. Mm. Like, that was fun. (laughs) But, I mean, even then, I was just like, I don't even really care so much that he got the courage to shoot this guy with poop darts like i was just (laughs) oh my god and the and the whole thing with him and that girl i was like i hate this so much and i hated their really 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 gross vomit kiss i just there was so much about this movie that i hated i'm sorry jency jency like actually shielded their eyes during i almost threw up i almost legitimately threw up during that part i could not watch it i I, I I shielded my eyes during that skin pouch thing Oh, oh, my God. oh God! The skin pouch. See, like, why? It had no right. It had no oh, reason so to be that gross. I, I, I know what you're talking about, Jackie. With the like, no one reacts. Like the snake pooping is like, I'm definitely oh thinking of God. that. Or like, the joke is that they almost don't register the snake poops on them. But I'm not sure that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but see, on the other hand, though, the part where Jennifer Coolidge gets shot by the dart <laughs> and just screams is so good. That was so good. <laughs> Her screaming, and it didn't even, it didn't even, like, it didn't even really get her boob. It was just her silicone insert, and it was great. I really hope our listeners have watched this movie and are completely confused about all the weird shit we're talking about. But anyway, in my opinion, I couldn't relate to the characters. I didn't like any of them. The plot was weird, and it was unnecessarily gross. Uh, Ben, it's your turn. Yeah, go go for it, Ben. Because Alex to go last. Oh, uh... I've been talking a lot though. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm kind of Jincy. Jincy really, Jincy yeah. <laughs> really said a lot of my thoughts. That I, I went through the same thing Jincy did, where I was so pumped for this movie. I kept reading like everything about it, and I remember hearing that they like filmed a bunch of other scenes with Jermaine Clement because, um, because like he was really stealing the show, and they wanted to have him in there. Except that mm-hmm. like he was terrible. <laughs> I like I feel. So evil saying that about Jermaine Clement. Mm. But to be fair, he had nothing to work with. Um mm. I I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think he was great. He did use his David Bowie voice huh. though, and I liked that. Yeah, saying he's terrible was a little mean, but he definitely like chewed scenery. He wasn't great. Yeah, he wasn't great. Alright, Alex. What, All are, right. what are these what are these thoughts you've like, right, held back? So well, I loved it. <laughs> Oh no! No, I, I loved it with an with an asterisk. In it. Um, I I I I got where it was taking me. It was it was just a lot of funny stuff in this movie. The gross out stuff. I think if we just took that out, I think it would have been a lot better. Uh, there's just like a few minor tweaks I would have made to this movie, but honestly, I liked where it was taking me, and there was just a lot of gen- like when the whole time Jermaine's character has this earpiece. Mm-hmm. And he refuses yeah, to use it. He's always using a landline telephone or... His razor. <laughs> it's so great. 
Yeah, that was funny. Uh, You're right. There were cute little details in it that, that really added to it. You're right. The little things were nice. And I guess that was just enough for me, personally. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I really wish that Jemaine had been developed a little more as a villain. Um, I think yeah. I would have liked it if they battled a little more. I never really saw him as being a villain, though. Just just kind of a jerk. That's what I'm saying. He should have been more of a villain. You know who the real villain was? Poverty. The dude making the indie film. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked Lonnie, to see a little bit Lonnie? more uh, Lonnie. resolution with that whole whole bit. I wish they just set Benjamin up a little more because they, they want you to think that he's kind of this yeah. intelligent guy, but then he gets totally bamboozled and it was kind of unbelievable mm-hmm. to me that uh, like he knows the industry enough to have this passioned speech when he's watching this book reading about how his rights are being infringed on and his work is being, you know, um, that is, you know, misrepresented, but then he just kind of like gives the rights to his movie to these two randos. <laughs> mm-hmm. so <it> <laughs> right. It was kind of interesting to me. So I still wasn't quite sure. I, I just didn't, I never felt like I got a good read on who the character of Benjamin was. Um, I don't, I, I kind of viewed that as part of it just because yeah, Benjamin is a smart character or he's supposed to be smart, but he's also just a dumb kid with no experience mm-hmm. in any of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I'll freely admit, I got taken advantage of a lot when I was a kid. For a lot of stupid things. I, I spent a whole lot of money on Pokemon cards I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. You mean the ultra super duper rare ones that are definitely worth this amount of money? Nope. <laughs> nope, like regular old common cards I spent, like, uh, too much money on. Yeah. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. Well, we all got duped by things. It just felt, mm-hmm. it felt a little, yeah, I, I don't know. It felt a little bit past that for me. The other thing that I wish was that we'd seen him writing a little more. <laughs> like he'd yeah. written all that work, yeah. but it wasn't really part of his, his character arc. Or, mm, that's yeah, true. That's I don't think point. we saw him writing at all. Yeah, like even when he was working on the the manuscript, all he was doing was drawing an eye patch on that picture of a deer. He wasn't even writing. We didn't even see he, him write it. He, he did write the title on there. Oh, that's good. Oh. Okay, the one thing, and this is really nitpicky, but I noticed it in the very beginning, was um, the who, who was the, the girl for the indie film company? What was her character's name? I honestly do not remember. I don't remember anyway, she picks up oh, his man. manuscript and she opens it and she's looking at the middle of his manuscript and, and she starts oh my the God, story. Yes. And then later someone picks it up and opens the first page and then it continues the story. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, yeah, it's really I, crazy. I, <laughs> yeah, I had that exact same thought. Oh, good. I'm not the only one. Yeah, as soon as she opened it, I was like, yeah, just start in the middle. And then later on, they start at the beginning and I was like, what is this? Okay, okay. To be fair, though, if you are a writer who's looking at somebody else's, not, like the first part I don't have a problem with, because if you're a writer and someone else is like, hey, I have a manuscript, and you're like, I'd like to look at it, I, I've definitely cracked open the middle before. Oh, yeah, that wasn't the part that bothered me. I, w- I would yeah. read the middle just to get a sense of a middle scene. It was more that they, they then continued to the part she had read when the next person opened it to the beginning. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe he has like a broken narrative, like Pulp Fiction. Oh, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's giving him too much credit, Benjamin. I also really was craving to know what inspired Yeast Lords. I don't. I don't think we got that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Uh, I have a thing. I have a thing about that later, though. That that's on okay. my writer's room part. I think it was just. What's what's gross that we can talk about? Yeast. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mm-hmm. yeast. Yeah. But why is he interested in yeast? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know how Jared Hess came <laughs> up with it. I don't want to know how, <laughs> Benjamin, how Benjamin came up, came up with it. Yeah. Where the passion for yeast come from? Maybe from his dad. No, they don't explain <laughs> it. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my big retcon. That's one of my retcons. Should we go ahead and move into the retcon? It seems like we're all kind of been doing that since the beginning anyway. Yeah. We're, we're, we're circling it. <laughs> Oof, this is going to be a short one then. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Right. I think then we've all kind of, we maybe all have the same note here. I don't have like huge ones like I did for the, uh, for the uh, Santa Claus. For the Santa Claus 3. Thank you, Alex. Um, but like, if this was for his dad, like it was for his dad, right? He was like, I want to write a science fiction book for my dad but that was like never explored at all mm-hmm. who was his yeah. dad why do you want to write a science fiction book for him he was a park ranger that or a, yeah some sort of like uh he had a bowie knife park for ranger, sure. but a forest <laughs> person who who uh who died on the job he was killed by some sort of animal i don't remember which one but they do explain Did you gather it a little that? bit i i completely missed that then yeah it was it was in the movie I was there. It was a little bit in the movie, yes, but not 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 to like, like any great out. extent, no. But it was it was it was there. Did they say that his dad loved science fiction? No, yeah. I didn't get any of that. Okay, okay, I don't remember. <laughs> Probably not. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the biggest things that came to me was I just thought the first ten minutes was the best part of the movie, and so I would have had that last much longer. I would have had it be like a bigger science fiction conference with a lot more awkward moments, maybe some panels. Um, the one one thing that stuck out to me was that, you know, this guy was his icon, this author who shows up and then he's already lost faith in him just by sitting through like one um, class with him, oh, yeah, which felt a little, yeah. if this is like the person you've admired you know, I felt like there should have been a little more of that. Uh, so what I would have done, the biggest thing I would have done is I would have had the science fiction conference and I would have made that half of the movie. And then I would have had him confront him with the book he stole as he's presenting it at next year's science fiction conference. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> so I kind of wrap it around a little bit and just have more of the quirky, um, you know, and I, I just also wanted to, I was wanted to see them having some fun. Because I think that's what some of these people relate to, too, is, you know, science fiction conferences are a lot of fun. And it's got to, like, kind of be that juxtaposition of, like, the super fun and the super awkward, you know, bouncing back and forth. And so that's probably where I would have put my efforts. I, I agree like that. with that. Do you, yeah. Um, with the, the conference, though, was it a science fiction conference or was it like a... I thought it was like a homeschool writers conference. I don't know, but all the parts they showed of what they were physically doing That's there was either true. fantasy That's or true. science fiction. But you're right; it may have just been yeah. a writing conference. I think it, I think it was just a writing conference okay. because they had like diff, like they said that Jermaine Clement's character was the science fiction sect. 
okay. of that particular okay. right. thing. Yeah, because that one girl, she really liked writing romance novels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I guess either way, still, just kind of, there was obviously science fiction and fantasy been, classes. And then yeah. I would have put uh, Clemens' character just in front of people for more than maybe I thought that was where the best moments for him. And then, like, he's he's in these, oh. uh, you know, teaching that hilarious naming workshop. And then the rest of the movie, he's, like, in a hotel room talking to himself. And so I thought that was a big missed opportunity. Yeah. Was seeing, yeah. I bet they, I bet they filmed all of that in one go, and then we're just like, okay, here you go, Jermaine, because right. he's a busy dude. Yeah, that was a waste opportunity, mm-hmm. though. I think I still did like, I, I liked how the resolution happened that uh, the mom had been like registering, like copywriting the stories. Yeah, that was um, nice because. Oh, yeah. But it, it still, it was like a reminder of another missed opportunity where, like, a big, f- more of a f- the focus of the movie should have been about how they, like, believed in each other. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they, they, they kind of got there at the end, though, because they, like, made that the resolution of the plot is that the mom had always believed in him. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the best part of the movie, yeah. right? I mean, like, I know we've said mm-hmm. that, but... And I think that's why the movie was kind of frustrating for me, was I felt like it was just so... It was so close. Like, it was... Like, they had all the makings of what could have been a great story. I just felt like they missed the mark a lot. Like, they didn't set up his passion for writing at all. So when she presents him with, like, these 20 manuscripts he's written, you're left being like, well, yeah, I haven't heard about any other stories except for this one. And so, yeah, that was mm-hmm. interesting to me. <laughs> I remember while we were watching it, Jensi, you said this movie is trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I did I think say you that. Really nailed it. Like it had everything it needed there, and it didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you take like yeah. those super quirky characters, like they just they need someone who is not a character like that to play off of, and I think that was missing a little bit too. I they might have tried to do that with Benjamin, but it just fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. He. He just let everything wash over him. Thing things just happened Which I guess, to him. I mean, I guess I get that because they're wanting to show the the arc of his character. They wanted to make him dynamic, and so they were like, "Okay, he was really a big pushover at the beginning, and then at the end, he finds his courage and his assertiveness, or whatever." But I didn't think that it was him being a pushover. I thought that it was him being dead yeah. inside. Yeah, <laughs> and I would like to see them just play more into fandom a little bit like show how Mm. how obsessed benjamin was with this author that he admired i think that would have made Mm. the the arc of the story that much more you know meaningful yeah i agree like if it's his passion and if this is his favorite author which they said so many times even his mom was just like oh my god Mm -hmm. it's your favorite author you know i feel i agree i I think they could have really played that up a lot more yeah, he didn't really have a much of a connection with uh, with Jermaine's character at all. Like, he gets really excited to see him during that first speech, and then he gets into the class with him, and he's like, "I don't know, I don't like this guy anymore. He's kind of a kind of a jerk." And that's like the the end of their like his his starstruck relationship with him. Yeah, I think you have to play that that the way that messes with your mind up a little more. Like that's you know, if you've admired someone that long and resonated with them, you're not going to just immediately. Or it's going to take a little bit of self-convincing, at least. <laughs> mm. Right. <laughs> but I did think that scene was very funny. Like, when he was watching him speak and he was turning around and, like, looking at other people's reactions. You know, that was pretty genuine. I liked that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, I <laughs> one thing the the weird like salute that Jermaine does. Oh, that was funny. We, we spent we, we've been so doing that long for a doing week. that after the movie. <laughs> that, that one stuck with us. We we liked that one. We took it. So that was the yeah. one thing, and I kept watching that. I was like, "That's why we loved Napoleon Dynamite. It had these just like mm-hmm. these lines that you grabbed and were, you know, you, they stuck with you for a decade." And I just I didn't yeah. I didn't feel like there was any of that there. But the salute maybe was the the thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. Like that is one of the really good things about Napoleon Dynamite. You can quote Napoleon Dynamite for days. I don't remember a single dang quote from Gentleman Broncos except that. I don't even remember what he said during the scene. <laughs> no. It was some Make yourself gibberish. a dang quesadilla. It was. I will say I absolutely loved um, Jermaine's character's art for his books. Mm-hmm. Especially the one he ends oh, up going yeah. with with the, the, the harpy that's got his own face. His own face? <laughs> I, wa- I yeah. want that on a t-shirt. No. So they bad. had the visuals yeah. down. Yeah. They did. Gross out mm-hmm. stuff aside. Yeah, and the yeah. opening, the, the opening their weird was house awesome. was so good. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. six wheeled vehicle that he <laughs> like, like rides around in—it's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big believer of give your character an interesting vehicle mm-hmm. if they need to travel a lot in your story. Yeah, I wish the, I guess the, I don't remember what they called him. He was there to like be friends with Benjamin. What was the snake guy? <laughs> His his guardian. He was trying to be like an uncle Uncle Rico type character, and that that just a little missed bit. the mark a lot yeah. too. I felt they just didn't give him a lot to do. Yeah, he was there with the snake, and then the, the <laughs> bad blow dart gun with the yeah. Like why was he trying cat. to get? Why was he trying to get Benjamin to murder his cat? That was weird, <laughs> right? And then later, later they were like, "Oh, but he's not a bad guy." And I was like, "He is a bad guy. He, he murders is. cats. He's a cat murderer. <laughs> I, I don't like him. He's pretty bad." So Ben, do you have any other retcon ideas rattling up in that old brain pan of yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had like how many? Did I, I had like eight for the Santa Claus three, but this one, God, my my retcon is just do better. It was just, just bad, do better. Yeah. One thing I thought. I said during the movie was that it was super self-indulgent but I've like chewed on it a little bit and now I think they could have stood to be more self-indulgent oh yeah um that's kind of what Napoleon Dynamite was it was just Jared Hess making a movie about a thing he really wanted to make a movie about and like it has like no plot but it's such a great character study and like I know I've kind of beat this nail real with hard horse. With, my, with my dead horse <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for helping me mix my metaphors Alex. you're welcome that's what I'm here for but like like yeah and like Jackie has said like I think that's the big one right is like just make a character study about people who go to writers conferences and then like sprinkle in that good good like it's weird being a teenager stuff mm-hmm. from from Napoleon Dynamite and you've like got a good like pseudo sequel to Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and I feel like Napoleon Dynamite had so much more nostalgia, where people would watch it and they would just, you know, they would enjoy it just because it brought us back to the, you know, early nineties. That's just because <laughs> that was... Napoleon Dynamite was so different when yeah. it came out from everything else yeah, that was out it there. Was. It was so weird and offbeat. Yeah, I think that's just why Perfect. it resonates with us yeah. still. It's just yeah. How but I, th- just... I think this could have been that, I guess. I felt mm-hmm. like it. And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, I it agree. Wasn't... 
Like even, yeah, even coming off of Napoleon Dynamite's heels, I think that I agree with Jackie. I think that they could have made a movie that was still like really cool and different and offbeat. But here are my things. The budget was too high. Napoleon's budget was like, what, 48 bucks? The budget was too high. Have any of you seen Masterminds, which was the last movie? No, not yet. Which is a bummer because the love of my life is in that. Kay McKinnon, who is the greatest actress of all time, continue. I don't know a budget number for Masterminds, um, but Masterminds is good. And I think it had a big budget. Um, so I, but like, so he can make a good movie with a big budget. But also, like, I think I still agree with you, Gen Z, that like, maybe if he cut down the budget on this, he would have had a better character study. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have been trying so, so hard to do. It, it was just trying too hard, mm-hmm. I think. So maybe if he was living within his, like having to to really limit himself, he could have let his creative juices flow. I don't know. They didn't trust maybe. themselves. It it, it kind mm-hmm. of felt like the movie was constantly like, "I'm not being funny enough. I have to try mm-hmm. harder to be mm-hmm. funny," and it n- didn't work. Um, I think a better approach to the science fiction story would have been good too. It, it was it was totally fine to make it like a parody thing. Like I did like that Yeast Lords was like terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't like that it was gross. I think it should have been something else. Just like I I do like this idea though of it being like a terrible science fiction story that everyone around him is like, this is good. <laughs> 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 this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> And honestly, um, if Yeast Lords was the grossest thing in the movie, it wasn't even that gross. It wasn't the hand massage, vomit kiss gross. Uh, so we could leave that in. Or the skin pouch. Uh, or the skin pouch. Uh, the skin pouch was the worst thing in the world. Oh, I can't unsee that. Oh my god. I actually did think it was funny when Sam Rockwell just like nibbled on that little like weird like mushroom cookie thing. And he was like, oh. That's a good that yeast. Was funny. And then he just starts like <laughs> like jumping around. That's not bad. That's not a bad yeast. Like that was pretty funny. That was funny. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah, and see, so he like, and I guess that's, you know, we know what he he can be capable of, which makes it harder mm-hmm. to watch a bad movie because you're like, oh, that moment yeah. was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. and I know, you know, what a hilarious mm-hmm. movie you can make. So, yeah, and and I just, you know, how that how did that get through, you know, edits without. <laughs> A little more love. <laughs> <laughs> I may have like instead of of, of dude being a, a film writer making uh, or film director making him more of an an author uh, to combat with him in that vein. But I still did like those two characters, even if they were a bit off. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing I'd do apart from take out all the gross out stuff. I really liked his relationship with his mom. I would love to have seen more of that. Even though I feel like we did get a good amount of it. It just... I don't know. It was That was a fun part of the movie. I think it was too even. Like, like if he had had maybe in the middle of a falling out or an argument with his mom or something. It was just like there was no... <laughs> we weren't... It wasn't touching because nothing had happened before that. You're right. Because there was that part where he stole that gown. And then she was like, well, we can't afford that. That's $100 we don't have. He didn't even confess or anything. The popcorn stuff had me rolling. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Her popcorn. When she was trying to stuff the popcorn (laughs) car through the prison board. 
through the prison bars. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she's like, she was just like going, and then she was like, I'll just give it to you <laughs> later after it's completely ruined. They're like sitting at the coffee table and they have this popcorn statue. She's like chiseling <laughs> off the corner of it. <laughs> chiseling it off. Yeah, you're was- right. That was funny. <laughs> What do they call it? Country balls? Yeah. <laughs> Country balls. And he was like, I am not selling these two in a bag. Well, and like you had that. <laughs> two in a bag. Country balls. It's such low hanging fruit, too. Like he could have been super frustrated that his mom keeps feeding him popcorn or something. And he just like had, you know, they could have given him something. <laughs> I didn't really get. I, I put out some feelers for like uh, audience retcons. Um, I didn't really get much of anything. Uh, usable just because like no one has seen this movie um so thank thank goodness we're doing a podcast episode about it um but though i've really learned something in the past year of doing this podcast and like what i got back from putting my feelers out like really reinforces is that there is no movie in the world that somebody doesn't love mm-hmm mm. And so, like, basically all the stuff I got back was, I've seen that movie and I love it. Oh. For this. Oh, well. okay. um, well, now I feel and like they I were able, I don't remember exactly what they said, I but know. they were able to quote, they they had their favorite quotes ready. Nice. From that movie. Hmm. Um, I didn't write anyone's name down, but like, hey, if you're, if you're out there and you, like, responded, like, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your love for this movie. Now I don't, now I don't feel so bad. Uh. We want to thank a couple people for um, for tweeting about the show. Um, Kim from Cat of Goodness Podcast is almost as always, like every two weeks, every day almost. Kim from Cat of Goodness Podcast, thank you. Uh, Willie from the Grand Rapidians Play Video Games Podcast, thank you, Willie. Um, you done us proud, boy. Yeah, I man, guys, I just feel like it's a lot of times it's the same people on this list. Um, but but I, I know I know there's more of you out there. I uh I see you people in Michigan and New Jersey and Australia and everyone else listening. And I, Australia, Australia's having some some problems right now. Ben, you got to give them a break. I guess so. Yeah, they got too much stuff to deal with. They can't be tweeting at us. But I just I'd love to hear from you if you're if you're I would especially right love now. to hear from the Australia people. How did you guys find us? We love you. Talk to us. Also, the like one listener in Ontario. I'd love to hear from you, one wow. listener in Ontario. Um, Are they a frequent listener? It is hard for me to tell, which is probably good because that would be a level of privacy invasion that would not, yeah, that right. would not be okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But we got we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got Instagram. Like, please try to hit us up on one of those. Um. And talk to us or, about talk to us to your friends about us. Yeah. And other or, or get off social media together. forever. Because that's probably better for you. <laughs> but look, yeah. But please, like Alex said, please tell your friends about this podcast. It's really the only way we grow. We grow in the love that we share for each other. I mean, we're old folks. Our bones are done. Our bones are done. We can't grow no more. <laughs> we've all we've also got a Discord where Alex just says stuff like that every day. <laughs> I, I wish I every did. day. I wish I said more things like that. Uh, I'll put. We'll post a link to that Discord in the show notes. Um, I've also got a Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Uh, Jincy, Jincy, you know you never talk about the Patreon. Jincy, tell us about the Patreon. Last time I talked about the Patreon, I got fussed at a little bit because I'd said something about 
if you love us, you'll give us money. And <laughs> anyway, we have a Patreon, and it is how you all keep us going and show your support with us for us. Um, all of the things, the monies that we get for our, from our Patreon, it lets us pay for our indie artists that we feature on the show our musical artists that we feature on the show who we really appreciate and we want to give them money it also helps us pay for our art that we commission from local artists and and artist friends and we really appreciate them and we want to give them money and it also lets us pay for really nice uh production stuff like this really fancy mic that ben got me for christmas because my other mic was so terrible so um yeah it it helps the podcast get better and it also helps us share the love so if you become a Patreon member, we appreciate that. The lowest dollar number is $1, right? $1 yeah. a month. That would yeah. be the lowest dollar. $1 a month. $1 a month. And you can you can get to be a member of our secret fancy Discord room, which only our Patreons get to be a member of. And that's really fun to get to talk to us and hear the fun things that Alex says every day. We're talking about the juicy stuff, like oranges. No, oranges are very juicy. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, you you could get stickers if you give us enough money. That's the seven dollar month, I believe. That's the seven dollar mm. month. Yeah, and with the stickers, Alex sends out pictures and personalized notes because yeah. I'm cool like that. I got to contribute to this podcast somehow. So we really love our listeners and appreciate them. And we love talking to them and getting to know them. And yeah, so if you want to be a Patreon, that would help us out. Do you want to read the one of the top tier? Yeah, Alex, do you want to go and read that one? Uh, well, the one that is from Nick is specifically for you to read. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, about to si- I'm about to send it to you. Uh, be and, a little and, more enthusiastic. Yeah. Now... Uh, there was a note that you need to read this in your most dramatic voice. Okay, all right. Uh, try not to read ahead. I'm sure it'll be spoiled for you in the first uh, first sign, but I'm going to send that now. Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. I'm T-Pain. You know me. I know the club close at three. What's the chances that you are rolling with me? Back to the crib. Show you how I live. Let's get drunk and forget what we did. <laughs> and there we I go. can't believe I got through that without laughing. That's from my <laughs> little brother, Nick. He uh, will enjoy that immensely, I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> Let's get drunk and forget what we did. <laughs> this one is from my brother, Ben. Ben writes... Today is my last day after over seven years working with some of the smartest, kindest people I've ever known. You all have changed my life in ways you never knew. Leaving you is bittersweet, but I'll never forget the friendships I've made. Thank you all, and I wish you the best in your future endeavors. He's a sweet child, man. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do actually have people... That aren't Alex's brothers. <laughs> yeah. That do this tier, but they never send their stuff in. <laughs> like, no. I should like. Yeah. Alex's brothers are not our only patrons. They just, they're the ones who send their stuff in. Thank you again, Jackie. Thank you again. Oh, thank Yay, you guys. Thank you. Yes, we so enjoyed having you. <laughs> um, Yay. Once again, uh, that book is The Seclusion. Um, I think you can get that 
Uh, I know you can get it on Amazon. Um, anywhere else they can get it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty widespread. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. Uh, it might even be in your library system. It's got pretty widespread distribution in libraries. Uh, I always like to plug IndieBound, which is a website where you can just go on there, plug in your zip code, and they will order it to your local bookstore. Uh, so that is always great to do. Um, and you can find me on Twitter mostly, but follow with caution. I rant about politics a lot <laughs> at jcastlewrites. And, um, yeah, and also check out our, our podcast, uh, which is just the Writing Block podcast, uh, No K. Thank, no K. Thanks again. No K. So the next one is going to be our next series. Do we tell them about our next series now? Do you, I don't know. Do you think we should? Yeah. Do, do, do it. <laughs> okay. It's a me, uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> yes! Super Mario Brothers movie! That's right. We're going to do the Super Mario Brothers movie. You all have asked for it. We have asked for it. I've. We're excited about it. I'm conflicted about it because, again, love that movie. Absolutely yeah, nothing wrong Alex's with it. Yeah, it's Alex's favorite movie of all time. You're all, you're all haters. I like it, but I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with it. We all have opportunities to grow. I'm sure it'll be fine in Benjamin's hands. Yeah, Ben's going to be the one to GM it. I'm the director. Uh -huh. Ooh. Oh, is that what we're calling ourselves? I think we should. Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Ben is the next director. And we get to be the talent. Actors. <laughs> Uh, I think that episode goes up on March 4th. And uh, we're going to see y'all next time. Bye, kisses. Bye, kisses. Bye. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they